0: hey everyone welcome to another episode of rooted deep a podcast featuring reba bowman and allison Hale. hey everybody this is reba and welcome to rooted deep i'm here with my buddy allison today and how's it going out
1: it's going really well. We've had we're just kind of sw- in the in the swing now of twenty twenty two and I'm really yes. excited about that. and yeah. uh, I, I don't know how everybody ha- has done with their with their goals, but my goals have been set, and so far, okay. so good
0: so far. so you're just a couple weeks in, so hang on, right? All right, yeah, so and this no. is yeah,
1: this I don't know if it's the if it's gonna be february or march where um it settles into where ooh, but there's so many things that are happening early in the year at church and in the ministry that it kind of i feel is is going to give us some momentum so i'm excited um on several fronts for different things that are happening
0: oh that's really cool that is really cool well i am as you can tell fighting a little bit of a cold
1: Mm.
0: if you remember what that is we used to have those back in 2018 it's cold
1: <laughs> the actual the real cold the, for real, the real cold,
0: cold. yeah <clears throat> yeah so um my voice is lower and scratchy and all that good stuff so um but other than that i had a great christmas had a lot of fun with my family oh, that's and i'm awesome. uh, now jumping back into all the things that um that uh need my attention right now so
1: Right. And I, and I think that we've, we've been talking about this for several weeks and, and I'm thrilled that we're going to be wrapping this up because I've enjoyed our talks about specifically when we wanted to talk about setting goals and then we, we talked about um, our finances. And so Mm -hmm. we, and my husband came on for, um, that was fun. Of, that was fun. And sometimes I mean we'd give each other some some looks and I'm like, no, you were supposed to say this or not, you know. Um but for the most part, I feel like um I feel like he did well, no, I know he did a good job because I He did you know, a good job yeah, he did
0: a good I job. Am and living it was good perspective.
1: It was very good perspective, and I'm, I'm living the fruits of his labors anyway, and so um, it's funny because when we talk about finances, we automatically, the default is I'm bad at it and he's good at it, but I feel like there are some things that we've been talking about that I'm like, yeah, I think I'm we're getting a handle on this, and so we're excited yeah. to be wrapping it up today with, yes. specifically with giving, and, yeah. um, and we are not, I'm just going to do this disclaimer up front, this is not a support, dare for more, support, mercy, podcast today. Nope. We've already done one of those. I think we've done it, you know, a while back, but this is a, um, this is a, how do we give, what should we give toward, and what does the Bible say about giving? So that's what we're excited to talk about today.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, when you talk about finances, we, we, we think, you know, we think about getting debt free, which we <laughs> talked about, you know, how in the world do we pay off our debt and, and not let de- debt be a slave to, so that we're a slave to our mm-hmm. debt. Um, And then we talk about, you know, Hey, we need to save and we need to set money aside for those emergencies and those rainy days. And, and when you need new tires and when your car has a glitch or your refrigerator breaks or all those emergency type things that are unexpected and are very costly. Um, And, you know, and then you think sometimes about investing, Uh, you know, we, people have money market accounts and they invest in, the stock market, or they invest today in Bitcoin or, you know, whatever, um, whatever their strategy is for investment. And there's nothing wrong with saving. There's nothing wrong with investing. Uh, in fact, you know, I think the Bible has much to say about, uh, counting the cost before you step into something. And that requires a a strategy for finances. Um, But the Bible also has a whole lot to say about giving. And I think sometimes what we don't think about when we think about our finances is that the reason we we don't want to be a slave to debt and the reason that we want to have a strategy in our finances is so we can be freer to give.
1: Yes. And, you know, and Gary and I, we talked about this the other day on, on a previous podcast about being that channel, not being that, um, that closed fisted, if nothing, nobody's going to take anything out of here, but no, but nothing's coming in, but rather being a conduit or a channel to where whatever, whatever comes, I'm managing it so that I can also, um, administer it and, um, and give. And, and if you, and if you are not part of a specific, if you don't have a giving plan, um, I know that everybody who's listening has in the past been able to just enjoy giving towards something. Um, I mean, we just came out of Christmas. Yeah.
0: I mean, really, one of the biggest giving seasons of the year, you know. Um, so we all we all understand what it's like to receive mm-hmm. and and then to bless and to give.
1: And if you are here today and one of your five love languages is gifts. Mine is personally, that is my, um, if other people tell you you're being materialistic because your love language is gifts, I don't think that's fair. Um, I, that was what, <laughs> that was what my Gary used to tell me, my husband, he would mm. tell me, Oh, you love language is gifts. That's materialistic. You can't, you can't, And I'm like, it is, it is. I just love a little gift. I love somebody putting thought into it. And I like somebody writing me a check. That's just my love language. I'm sorry, but it is, you know, I, that's, uh, I love it. So if that is you, send us an email and tell us and tell us you're not materialistic because I agree. Yes. With
0: you. Yes. Tell them my, my love language is, is receiving gifts. That's it. Yes. I love it. Well, you know, biblically, though, we, you know, we laugh and we tease, but we do. I, you know, I do think that when you study, especially, well, you can look at the whole of scripture. But as we zoom in on the book of Acts yeah. forward, you know, we see this drastic change between uh, the after the cross and after the resurrection and after the ascension of Jesus. And, uh, you know, the church is birthed as, as uh, persecution, you know, scatters the, the, the body of Christ. And then we also see this Pentecost moment where Peter's preaching and thousands are being saved. And we get to Acts 2 verse, I think it's verse 41. Mm-hmm. And we see that about 3,000 people came to Christ after the, after the preaching took place. Yeah, And the very next set of verses talks about how after that happened, these people begin to gather together, they begin to listen to the disciples teach, they begin to pray together, they begin to break bread together, which is our, you know eating together. They begin to kind of um, form this community mm-hmm. of believers that encouraged one another and equipped one another. And one of the things that it talks about several pa- times in these passages is that they began to give to what people needed. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, it uses a phrase that had, and they had all things in common or yeah. they, they shared among each other. So kind of, um, you know, in the Spanish language, uh, there's a notorious phrase for this and it's mi casa, su casa, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, and that means my house, your house. Okay. When, you know, when you come to my house, whatever's here is yours to, to, mm-hmm. to enjoy. And, um, this is kind of that concept, you know, where people were like, look, you know, if I have it and, and it yeah. can bless you, let's, we'll share. Right. um and then it goes beyond sharing
2: mm-hmm. to
0: some people even had the ability to sell property or yeah. to sell things and to get money so they liquidated their assets and took their cash and were able to help the needs that were there so it right. went beyond just sharing of what they had to the point of sacrificially mm-hmm. uh distributing um beyond that and it goes on and talks about anyone that had need yeah, uh, was being poured into. And this principle continues from Acts all the way through as Paul will talk about people who sacrificially gave to him mm-hmm. uh, in prison, uh, churches that sacrificially took up offerings to send to other persecuted churches. So as you read through, you know, yeah. the epistles, you get over and over again, this concept of thank you for giving, thank you mm-hmm. for being a part, thank you for sacrificially doing yeah. this. So we understand really quickly
1: yeah and it's that, definitely uh, a theme that we've seen that started and it's interesting that that was one of the first things after people get saved they're baptized and then there's this connected community of what of like you said what I have is, is is available to you if you need it and and vice versa and then we see that taken you know taken to um to full extent when churches band together to help other churches to help Paul and his ministry and so you see it as that is a very very important part of what being the church and being part of the body of Christ is and and that needs to be something that we talk about more than just um more than just at Christmas time but it needs to be something that we talk about hey we have a plan we we pray we read the Bible but again giving not just the way we handle our finances but with the way we plan to give has to be a spiritual discipline because that's even in the old testament you see that constantly um of the 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 communities taking care of one another and i think right now in our society we're so insular and so um independent and i think Here in the Dominican, for example, uh, it is a, a little bit more of a community environment. Like if I have something and somebody notices that I have it, they automatically feel like I should give it to them And and not because I'm an American, but because that's how society works. I go to a poor person's house, if I say I like that, it's very possible I'm going to leave either wearing it or drinking it or whatever. What they share everything because that's the community. And there, you know, countries like the United States is very more independent. What's mine is mine. Um, and 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 I think there's there's pros and cons to both societies, but I feel like sometimes we we don't plan to live that com- connected community the way that the way the church um, was birthed. And, and we don't, we don't make a plan to give. And I think that's the, yes. that's what we're talking about today.
0: Yeah. And I love how you said that, because I do think there, if there's a strategy for saving and a strategy mm-hmm. for getting out of debt, yeah. there ought we ought to have a strategy for giving. Yes. And I think it's a prayerful strategy. Some people can give more than others. Some people during certain seasons of life barely have two nickels to rub together. And there, you know, um, but many times we think about giving as um the dollar in the offering plate. Yeah. Okay. You know, hey, I gave. All right. I did, I did my, I did my part. Um, but I think for many times, most of us, many of us at least, let's say it that way, may have never actually prayerfully thought through what it looks like to sacrificially give or to have a strategy for giving. Yeah. or to, um, or to try to increase our giving year mm-hmm. by year. Yeah.
2: Um,
0: yeah. And if, and so, you know, let's just say this right off the bat here, we want to encourage you, if you don't have a strategy for giving, if that's not part of your financial strategy, then, then I think you should spend some time prayerfully considering mm-hmm. what does it look like for me to have yeah. a strategy for giving? Yeah. And, and obviously it should start with your church body because mm-hmm. that's our family. Yeah. Uh, and I think acts two kind of set this example for us as immediately what happened was they started giving right there in the community of believers mm-hmm. in which they, 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 they worshiped and fellowship. Yeah. And, and for us today, that'll be the church that we attend. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's our community of brothers and sisters in Christ that we uh, are in community with. So, you know, we ought to be giving, mm-hmm. you know, through our tithes and through our offerings, to our church, Mm -hmm. to the work, to the ministries that are there, and to the people in our church. You know, I mean, if, you know, if you hear of a need, you know, I'll I'll never forget being in a really tight place. um, And early on in the ministry of Dare for More, I was working two jobs, trying to get Dare for More started, really struggling, but trying not to say anything about it, right? Because you didn't want to walk around whining about what you don't have. Mm -hmm. And, And a man in my church walked up to me and he said, you know how are things going? You know, and I blah blah blah, you know, I started talking and he said, Look, me and my wife just really felt impressed to give you a, just we want you to just mm-hmm. go go get groceries, mm-hmm. go put this towards your bills, um, go do something with this that's gonna help relieve the stress that's on you. Wow, yeah. Um, and he handed me a check for like three hundred dollars. And yeah. I mean, he it might it might as well have been a million, yeah. Because I had electric bills to pay, I had all these kind of things that were stressing me out. And so it was one of those things where I'll never forget that man in my church walking up to me, putting that check in my hand mm. and just saying, hey, we love you. You're, yeah. You know, you're you, you go to church with us and we just want to be we want to be a blessing. We felt led to do this. And it's like, OK, wow. You know, that wasn't required. And yet that met a need at that time.
1: Exactly. And I think being part of the body of Christ sometimes. And I've said this before, I don't have that. Um, ability, unless I'm praying about it and unless I'm opening my eyes, I'm not very good at noticing when there is a need. And so Mm -hmm. if that's, if you're that type of person, very, you know, because I can go into church and be like, Hey, I've got stuff to do. I've got to, I've got to play the piano. I've got to do this, 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 and I'm going to, you know, write my check and put it in the envelope and I'll be, I'll be done. But that connectedness of walking into the church and praying, Lord, is there somebody in my church body that might need an extra whatever, whether it's a meal or whether it's, um, go clean their house for a day, you know, something, but I think that's the thing that, that when you have to have, when you begin to understand that you need to have a strategy for giving, you need to just pray and ask the Lord, Okay, help me to open my eyes to see a need right in front of me. That's going to be at the church on Sunday morning. That's going to be right next to me, or it's going to be on the Facebook page of our, our, you know, but with, within the church body, and sometimes I feel like we we go in, we we clock our time in at church, and then we yeah. leave instead of having those open eyes and open hearts to say, okay, yeah. can I, is there something else I can do for this person? And I think a few years ago, we had a church, um, we had a, a missionary here that the whole family came down with dengue fever, which is a... Um, mosquito-borne, uh, mosquito-borne illness, you know, that, that you can, that really doesn't have a cure. You just kind of have to let it work out of your system. It is a virus. And so it can get dangerous, but this family, um, thankfully they had the help that they needed, except for that there's five kids in the family. And so our Dominican women were like, somebody needs to, they, I mean, they just automatically calculated five kids in the house, the mom's sick, somebody's probably going to need to go and clean that house, you know, and mm-hmm. they're like, we don't have the money to help them with their medicine or we don't have the money to help them with their, with their medical bills, but yep. we have a way. And, and, and it was funny because the older teenagers were like, we don't want you guys coming into our house and cleaning. And I, and they're like, no, move out of the way. We're cleaning your house. Number one, because we can tell that it needs it. And number two, this is part of what we do as a church body. And I thought that that was really important for, and what was so funny is the, uh, the ones receiving the help were Americans and the ones insisting on helping and giving were Dominican. And I think sometimes we automatically flip that. um, Yeah. And I think it was important for our church women to say, hey, no, we see a need right away, and this is how we can fill it. And so pray for opportunities and pray for open eyes. That's what I've always had to pray for. Lord, help me to open my eyes to see past. That person says they're fine. Because Reba's probably walked into that church a million times and said, I'm fine. I'm fine. God bless you. How you doing? And this, the Holy Spirit, you know, led that man to say, hang on a minute, you know, let me, let me look further than this.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I think that, you know, I think that is part of it because sometimes we, everything becomes, giving becomes a dollar Mm -hmm. and giving doesn't always have to equal a dollar. Um, You know, giving can also be um, a service. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: It's a a, a time, you know, we've talked about our time and our treasure and our talents and, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's maybe somebody needs something that you know how to do, Yeah, you know, Oh, and you're like, Oh, I know how to do that. Right. You know, uh, I can, let me just take care of that. You know, and Mm -hmm. I have a guy who comes over to my house frequently and he, he's in construction and he knows how to do a variety of Mm. things and he'll come up and you know, I pay him 99% of the time, but every now and then he comes over and he's like, no, I got that. Don't worry about that. Let me just, Mm. let me just, let me let that be my gift to you today. You know? And it's like, well, he doesn't have to do that. This is how he makes mm-hmm. a living. And yet every, every now and then that's the way he blesses me is just to say, Hey, you know, I'm yeah. going to, I'm not going to charge a full price on that one, or, Hey, yeah. let me help you out with this. So I think sometimes we give of our talents, mm-hmm. our abilities that we have. Um, sometimes we can give by, like you said, baking a a, a meal, putting a meal together and, mm-hmm. you know, or, you know, even so, I mean, I don't cook. I got to be honest <laughs> with you. I'm not, a, I'm not yeah. a cook. Okay. Uh, but so my thing is, man, if I, if i if I know somebody is in a little bit of need here, I can always run by Kentucky fried chicken mm-hmm. and get a bucket of chicken and all right. the sides, or I can yeah. run by somewhere where people are going to be like, oh, this is good. You know? Um, and just get, uh, you know, uh, get something delivered and have something mm-hmm. to people so that they can be like, you know what? That was a blessing in my time. Yeah. Of need. That yeah. was helpful. Exactly. Um, So I think, you know, we do need to be more conscientious Mm -hmm. of the needs that are in front of us and maybe how we could speak into that need.
1: Yeah. Um, so I think when you're talking about, you know, that when you're talking about having a strategy of giving, like you said, we have to start with our church body. I mean, just like Acts, Acts said, and then move out from there. Okay. Now, which I, is what I they did. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so when you, we, we, you, we first work on, okay, here's what's happening inside our church body, but now yeah. our church body sees a need outside of it in, in, in mm-hmm. more missional, more missional focused, and then try to yep. start looking at needs outside um you know outside the church whether it's what, whether your church is is ministering overseas or in a missions or or if you if they don't do that if you if you want to find another project that's a little bit outside it doesn't and when I say outside I don't mean internationally I mean there's there's great oh, yeah. programs even within your own city that that yeah. definitely need to be a part of that giving strategy
0: Oh, absolutely. And I, and I think all of us, God has given all of us passions for different mm, things. Yeah. And I love that, that we're not all passionate about the same thing. Right. So some people are really passionate about this cause and somebody else is really passionate about another cause. And, um, and as a result of that, it diversifies the body of Christ. Mm. It should diversify us so that we influence as salt and light in those different places, but we also have an opportunity to give, you know, yeah. whether that be our local soup kitchen whether that be volunteering at our local rescue mission or at a, at a a crisis pregnancy center, or whether that means, you know, that we're, we're, we're going on, uh, that we're giving the missions or we're helping support missionaries uh, that are on the field um, or helping to support people who are doing businesses, missions in places that are closed Mm -hmm. and they need that support. Um, You know, but yeah, we see this acts two principle being birthed from, Helping helping each other to then all of a sudden, we're reading Paul, who's sitting in prison, saying, Thank you for sending me the gift. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for sending that stuff to me. Thank you mm-hmm. for sending, thank you for supporting, thank you mm-hmm. to one church for supporting another church that was an absolute crisis somewhere else in the world. Yes. And so we see this back and forth system of thank you, thank you, thank you uh, being relayed in Paul's mm-hmm. letters. And so we know that these people are not only finding out what the needs are, but they're also giving to the needs and they're supporting those things that are happening. So, so yes, giving to our brothers and sisters in Christ, giving to our church, those in our church fellowship through our, through tithes and offerings, but then also uh, as we look to giving through missions, if your church has a missions program, yeah. being able maybe to specifically give into that, give into people who you know are missionaries or organizations that you really believe in and being able to do that. But I do think, and we we also want to say a word of caution here because yeah. Allie and I are, uh, we we rub shoulders with a lot of different organizations, mm-hmm. uh, both uh, Christian and secular, every yeah. single um, year of our lives. and. Not all organizations are financially good stewards of right. the money that is given to them.
1: Yes. That's and I, a, we've seen, yeah, that's just, it's, it is it is it is a thing that we've seen over and over again. And it's so discouraging because yeah. sometimes you're just like, oh, the resources that have been poured into this. And I think um, w- one of the things on this island is so much, um, there was so much done toward um, a specific foundation um, on this island. And I don't, I don't want to mention the name of the organization because I don't want anybody to think I'm political or anti-poor or, or but, but millions of dollars were poured in. And now it is literally essentially a crack house in an area because the resources were not, um, were not handled properly and they, they yeah. were not managed correctly. And so you just, and a long time ago, I was with, um, one of my early mentors in ministry and she She said a couple of things, or gave me three topics, or three things that she wanted to make sure that this is what she invests her her organization's money in. This is what she pours into, and one of them, obviously, the first thing for her was they have to be giving the gospel in some way. That's those are the organizations that she gives towards our organizations that are giving the gospel. Number two, they're organizations that have a plan for sustainability. In other words, they have a plan whether it's coffee or jewelry or bags, it's something to where they're not 100% dependent on, on donations. And then number three, and I thought this was a really good one. And so I, I stole this one right away. The third one is, are they investing in national leadership or internal leadership? In other words, somebody who is somebody who was raised up in a safe house are they investing in that person to be a leader of that safe house? And I thought that that was just, those are three things that I was like, I'm going to grab those and make those my my motto. And I thought that was really helpful because you can see, you know, just, and that those are some good, some good options that I I thought were yeah. really helpful tips.
0: Yeah. You know, because I think sometimes, especially when, if we don't have a plan to give, we become emotional givers, right? Yes. So it just like we become impulse shoppers when we stand yeah. in line at the checkout counter or. You know, when we walk into the grocery store hungry, yes, <laughs> you know, yes, um, we also can become emotional givers if we don't have a strategy for giving. Mm-hmm. And so, a lot of times, I can I can hear somebody's story, and I'm like, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. um, I don't have a plan for giving, and and I don't. Th- this just hit my heart today, so boom, I give. Yeah. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that if it's a, if it's mm-hmm. a good place to give to. But a lot of times, we don't do our homework, we don't ask a lot of questions, uh, we impulse give. Yeah. Um, And uh, in fact, I've been in a lot of restaurants where I walked up to the counter to pay and there's a box there and Mm -hmm. you can give to certain causes by dropping your change in that box. And there's always a little card. One Mm -hmm. day I looked really close at the card and there, right there in the fine print was this statement that uh, out of all the money that's received in this box, only 6% actually went to the cause. Mm. The rest of it went to the organization
1: administrative and is what they call it whatever yeah
0: <laughs> and it was like okay so only six percent of my if i put a dollar in here only 6% six percent of that is actually going to go to help the person that I, I really am thinking is getting helped yeah uh, and 94 percent is going to sustain an organization now every organization needs to be sustained so right. let me just clarify this really quickly because mm. Allie and I are knee deep in our necks um, in running organizations. Administrative and we costs. Yes. We have administrative costs that right. are that we can't, if, 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 ne- if nobody ever gives to the organization, the organization will die and we will no longer be able to help the people that we're helping. Right. Exactly. So this is vitally mm-hmm. important. And so let's clarify, every organization has administrative costs. They have the ability to keep the doors open. And, uh, and you have to have that. You, you have to have yeah. personnel, you have to have people, you have to have places you have to have, uh, you, pro, you know, you have to have things to operate with. So that's vital to get things done. It's kind of like the foundation of every house. Every house yeah. has to have a foundation or it can't, it can't have a room, right. you know? And so that's the foundation of organizations is what it's built on. So it has to exist, but 99% of the money shouldn't be going to the foundation exactly. while 1% floats yeah. into the, what should happen is over time, an organization should be able to find means to be able to mm-hmm. give the majority yeah. of its gifts out to the cause that it's actually uh, fighting for. So, exactly. all that to say this: when you give, mm-hmm. and if you're strategic in your giving, ask questions. Yes, do a little online research. Mm-hmm. Um, find out if this is somebody who is if the, if this organization has a good reputation yeah. with their with their finances, and if they have some transparency with their finances. There's all kinds of Uh, great websites that you can go to, whether it's ECFA or whether it is, um, you know, uh, charitable giving different sites that will let you actually see the financial Mm -hmm. background of different organizations and check them out.
1: Yeah. And I think, and I have, I don't know about you, Reba, but there have been times when it's a new donor and they will ask. They will ask questions like that. Now, what percentage is going straight toward this project? I've had several donors um, and a foundation say, "Okay, you're saying Paloma Project. What exactly is the entire percentage that's going into Paloma Project?" And thankfully, I'm able to say 95 percent or 100 percent, depending on yes. how the gift given. And so, but and I and I welcome those questions because I understand that this person has a strategy, and they want to be able to give and. Right. That at the same time they they're experienced givers what and so you know that they've um either they've been burned before or they've seen like what we've seen and so it's yeah. been i welcome the questions sometimes i'm not the best at answering it because i'm like oh uh, you're <laughs> you know and i'm i'm just again we we'll go back to the alley doesn't like money situation but at the same time i do welcome those questions because it, it's so helpful to know it's helpful to know um that that this person that's giving is is being a good steward um themselves they're showing good stewardship and so they're trusting me to also be a good steward and so those questions are very important and i think you you're right doing the homework and there's word of mouth you know i think there's several organizations that have just um it's automatic you know okay that one i trust this one i trust and some of the um and some of the ones that you know have gotten back and forth and where, where's the money going um and that It's it. I just I appreciate those questions, and I think that we should all be asking and making sure the questions are because it's it's the Lord's money. If you're you know giving it, it is. You know that's
0: right. It's all and and it's it's accountability, it's stewardship, it's transparency, it's all of those Mm -hmm. things. And if you have somebody who's being a little bit uh, unwilling to be Mm -hmm. transparent or with with um, you know certain pieces of their finances. Uh, You know, there's certain things that should be transparent. There's other things that, you know, are done in in your business, but, you know, uh, but there are some transparency things. So I think that's important. So Mm -hmm. just checking these organizations out, finding out what you're passionate about. Yeah.
2: Um,
0: And then, you know, also, like we talked about, there's more than just giving financially. Um, Many times there's opportunities to give uh, like actually we just came out of Christmas and of course Samaritan's Purse does the shoebox project. And so many people are familiar with that. So that's an easy one to reference. And this is an opportunity for people to, to say, Hey, I'll take a box and I'm going to fill that mm-hmm. box with the things yeah. that are needed. I turn that back in my church boxes It is all up and sends it back out to Samaritan's Purse. Sometimes there's a, a, tr- a giving tree in the church mm-hmm. foyer and maybe your church participates in that. Um, so there's all types of things like this. And so one of the things that we would encourage you, um, if you participate in something like that, we're actually giving a physical gift uh, of maybe it's clothes, shoes. Um, we would encourage you to imagine for a moment that that was your kid receiving that box. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And what type of gift would you want someone to give if it was your child receiving the box? Um, Because sadly, we, you know, we've received clothes before in, 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 Hey Reba, you want some clothes to take to the women? And I'm like, sure, that'd be awesome. Cause we, you know, we're always filling pantries uh, as you got, if you get new women and they have needs, their children have needs, you know, as, uh, as the girls at new hope need new clothes. And we're always, you know, and, but sadly we've received, I've received garbage bags full of dirty, yeah. old, Stained. nasty yeah. clothes that, that people were getting ready to throw away right. or go dump at Goodwill and, Oh, okay. Why don't we take it to the poor, you know, little kids down there. Cause they'll love it. Mm. And, you know, and I, and I just want to, I, we just want to encourage you, um, think through that.
1: Yeah. I, yeah. Think about, because a lot of times the people that are receiving these gifts, um, already struggle with worth. They already struggle with, are they enough? They already struggle with, does, you know, hearing, um, oh, we there's, they're so blessed, um, in quotes in the, in the, in the United States. And, and so they start seeing it as a, if that's, if does God not love me, is God not blessing me? Um, does he not think that I'm worth, you know, a shirt with no rips on it or, or something like that. And so I think that, you know, it, it, I, I, I do believe that it, it, it attacks the psyche a little bit. If they, if somebody's giving you something and they're like, here that I give, I'm giving you this and I'm, I'm looking at it going, it's broken or it can't be right. used anymore. Or it's, right. um, I'm not talking about, it has to be out completely in style. I'm saying clean and neat yeah. and something yeah. that I would be proud. I would be proud for my family to wear. And, yeah,
2: exactly. Um, Yeah, There was one time
1: we had a group um, and I, I thought it was a brilliant idea. I really did. And they each had every single child in their elementary school, but went out and bought a coloring book and they colored the first page of the book, each, the, the, the kid who bought the book, colored the first page of the book and signed their name. And, and then we're sending it down to the Dominican to give it to the kids in our school. And I just thought that was a really neat gift because it was a way to get children involved in other people's lives and, um, and think a little bit past themselves. But when the kids here in the Dominican got it, they were like, these are used. And we were like, no, 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 no. It's the kid that bought it wants you to know that they were thinking of you. And so they colored the first page and then they're like, they colored the page it's used. And we were like, oh, maybe we should have thought that through a little bit more. I thought it was a brilliant idea, but, um, but it was an, again, uh, the Dominicans were like, this is, this is, you know, it's used. And so it's no longer new. Um, and so I was, I, I, I wasn't expecting that response. And I think that we had, I had personally miscalculated that one, but it was an interesting thing because they're like, can, can they not just give us a new one? And I was like, you're right. They could have, you're absolutely right. We, and they completely understood the connection and we walked it through and it was great. And we, we loved the coloring books, but it was one of those things that at the beginning, I was like, oh, huh. I hadn't thought of that. And so sometimes just needing to be told, and I'm the type of person I'm like, don't tell me, I know it all. But at the same time, I needed to be told that one Um, and I needed to hear it out loud. And uh, and I was like, yeah, you're right. I will. We'll do this a little bit different next time.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and, you know, I mean, it's not that we never accept used used uh, items we do, but the used items we receive are usually the ones that you would be able to sell uh, to your friends. Uh, on Facebook, or, or you know, hey, gently worn, barely worn. You know, I got this. It was uh, I thought I'd love it. I hated it. Now, you know, somebody else could use it, kind of thing. Um, so yeah, so there's just so many things when it comes to um, giving, and yeah. uh, when it comes to a strategy for giving, when it comes to a generous heart. Um, you know, because honestly, our, our our the generosity of our heart is what drives our yeah. willingness to give. Um, you know, because I can have a strategy all day long on a piece of paper and say, hey, this is what I want to do. But I really am geared, you know, if my heart doesn't want to give, the Bible says okay. that you sh- we should be cheerful givers. Mm-hmm. So if my heart doesn't long to give and my heart says no, then I'll probably never really be a giver at all. Um, right. And so I think as we find ways to, to get, in, get our finances in check and mm-hmm. to be able to manage them well, then we ought to say, hey, you know, what's our strategy for giving? And how can our and, and, and get our whole family involved? If you've got kids, get your kids yes. in a part of that giving so that your kids learn what it looks like to be a giver. Um, and I love sometimes my dad would get us involved in giving, especially when we gave anonymously. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, my dad would explain to us what it means to not not let the left hand know what the right hand's doing. So yeah. we're not, we're not doing this for a pat on the back. We're not doing this. So people mm-hmm. think we're just going to give this, you know, in an anonymous way. And I remember as a kid thinking that I, I passed that person that I knew we had given to. And I was right. thinking, oh, this is so cool. We gave you something, you know, as a kid, I remember yeah. that, you know, we helped you and you don't know it was us. And, and um it could be kind
1: of like what um you know what my mom did I was away from I was and she you know giving was so much a part of our family but I was away I think at a soccer game and I came home and mom had cleaned my room and uh oh that's so nice of you mother to clean my room and then when we when we went out to um to minister up in the mountains of the Dominican Republic I started looking at all these children with all of my clothes on them and I would be like hey that was my that's my dress. That was my shirt. That was, and it. and mom's just like, remember when I cleaned your room, I cleaned out your room and I got rid of everything. And she didn't involve me at the beginning on this one because right. she was just sick of my room being so, uh, being so messy. But it was so funny because after that, it was like, okay, let's make this part of a family. Let's see, you know, because right. we do have an abundance or we do have something that we, we, yeah. Um, that we've enjoyed or something that we would enjoy if somebody gave it to us and help, let's, let's be a part of that. And I think what you said, Reed, was so important, making it a family. First of all, it's, it's a culture of our church. Our church body needs to have that culture of, yep. of giving. But then also just personally as a family, what is our culture and what is our strategy yep. for giving as a family? can we get together and say, Hey, this is what we want to do for Christmas. Instead it we'll do one less gift and we'll give toward, or, you know, instead of a birthday present or a birthday party, let's, let's think of a project as a family and making that a new generation of givers and a new generation of generous, um, generous Christians of cheerful givers, I think is really important.
0: Yeah. I love that. Well, man, this has been good today because I think it kind of helps us. It's a good reminder for all Mm of us, um, that, we need to be people who are, uh, have a strategy for giving. And we need to be people who are like, you know what I want to give. And so, um, I'm wise in my giving, um, and, am strategic in my giving. Uh, but I'm also, and then if I'm not in a place right now that I can give, then I really need to get my finances. Mm -hmm. Maybe I need to manage some things better. Um, maybe I need to buy a few less things that I Mm -hmm. actually don't need, uh, because I'm just kind of, stacking up selfishness. Uh you know, I'm just kind of oh okay, I didn't really need that, but I just wanted it and I got it. Yeah. And, and you know, if I continue to do that, then all of a sudden I have no money to give. Right. Um yeah. and so just being able to I know a friend of mine who always keeps money in their wallet mm-hmm. for giving. Oh wow. And it's always yeah. there.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And um when they give it, they replace it.
2: Yeah. And
0: my friend just says, "I ask the Lord you prompt me when this money needs to come out of my wallet and wow. who it needs to go to. Yeah. And they've been doing this for years now. Mm. And it's just been amazing to see how God has just nudged their hearts and yeah. how they've given that money. They just, and it's not, you know, it's not massive amounts of money, you know, but uh I think it's you know, uh five $20 bills that are it's a hundred work mm-hmm. a hundred dollars in the wallet, five twenty dollar bills mm-hmm. stuck in the wallet. And uh, but it's just that opportunity to say, okay. Who needs a 20, yeah, you know, who needs exactly. $40 right now? Mm-hmm. You know, what can I speak into right now? Yeah. And it's always the ability to give. And I love that. I just love the fact that people, uh, that people have that intentionality about mm-hmm. giving. So, so as we close the podcast today, you know, let's, let's be intentional givers. Let's be cheerful yeah. givers. Let's be strategic givers. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and if you're not giving, yeah. yeah, I was getting ready to say, if you're mm-hmm. not giving, let's prayerfully get yeah. serious about what could it look like in 2022? If I had a strategy for giving,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and whose 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 life could I impact? Who whose whose life could I touch? Um, you know what what organization or missionary or my church body uh, is in real need, and yeah. I could be a I could be a part of that because, um, you know, we didn't talk a lot about this, but I'll say this as we close: um, there is power in collective giving, because what I can't do alone. I can, I can add my little bit in and a lot of other people doing the same thing and little becomes much. And so, you know, don't forget there's so much power in the collective giving of people as we, as we join together and, and we make a difference in the lives of people and ministries and so forth.
1: Exactly. When you hear about these projects that are going to need so much and you just get so overwhelmed and it's like, my little bit is not going to help. Um, think about, think about the widow's might think Mm -hmm. about the story of somebody of the child who just gave one, you know, but think about every little bit helps. And so the collective given, and we've seen that And both of our ministries have been, um, recipients of these type of, Uh, of gifts or, uh, you know, either a capital campaign or, or, or a a matching fund or something like that to where everybody's, everybody's gift um, does count and it counts double or it counts, you know, as much as, um, but that's, that's the thing about the body. Again, the body, one, one part of the body cannot do everything that it's supposed to do. It We have to, and, and God has given us that, that picture um in scripture throughout of a of a body of a household of people who work together and in connectedness and community and so even if it's just a little bit um prayerfully see where the lord wants you to place it and then again you know start planning that strategy this could be this could be the year that the lord just uses you as such a channel for his blessings
0: what a cool thing well thanks for joining us on this podcast today as we close out our little series here on finances We hope that something we've said over the last couple of weeks has been a blessing to you. We hope this is going to excite you and inspire you to get your finances in order as we kick off 2022 and uh, to see what amazing things God can do through how you save, how you get debt free, how you manage and steward uh, the blessings that God has given to us. Uh, But until next week, we'll see you again next week. I hope you continue to join us on the podcast. Until then, we'll see you next week on Rooted Deep. Thank you for listening to Rooted Deep. To learn more about Dare for More Ministries, go to dareformore.org and look up Mercy Workshop at mercyjewelry.org.